Hello. Hello, friends. Hello, newcomers. Hello, everyone. Everyone who's listening. Everyone who, you know, comes by me. Not comes by me because that sounds wrong. But, you know, you find me on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Not just them two, obviously. But wherever you get your podcast. Or even if you just follow me on Instagram and you see my posts that I post to say that this podcast is live and you decide to click on it for once because something piques your interest. But welcome. Welcome to everyone. Now today, today is Friday. I feel like I've mentioned that already. I'm not going to hold back on this one because it's quite exciting. Not going to lie. Friday fun day. It's finally a fun day on Friday because today we are talking about something that I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of but I have always been interested in this particular subject like from a kid growing up you always wanted to beat the shit out of people so you know especially your brothers and sisters if you've got siblings you'll know what I mean but still Today, we are going to talk about WrestleMania, because this weekend, it is, in fact, WrestleMania weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. This year, we are back. I say we. I mean, they are back. I'm not... I've got nothing to do with WrestleMania. But anyway, they are back into an actual stadium this year. They are finally at Tampa Bay's... Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium, which for the life of me, I cannot think of at the top of my head right now. So you'll just have to take my word. Um, but they were supposed to be there last year, but then obviously things happened, pandemics got in the way, and they moved it to the Performance Center. Now, I am an avid watcher of WrestleMania events, as long as, like I said, the things pique my interest (laughs) but I do try and watch pretty much every year Wrestlemania because there's always uh, matches you want to see desperate to see and there's always ones that you're just like nah I could live without but it happens it happens on every show it happens on every wrestling show there is not just WWE that's just the way it is like some matches you'd just be like I could I could easily skip this one but it is what it is. If you want to watch it, you'll have to watch it all. Simple as. So I am here today to talk about predictions. My predictions for the matches and outcomes of WrestleMania. It's happening over two nights again. Like they did last year when they went to the performance center. Which I could understand last year. Why they did that. Because obviously with no crowds or no like audience at all then it just meant putting out more content for people to watch on uh, the WWE Network, which is what I watch off. But, um, yeah, it just made sense in a way to do it over two nights so that it's like you just get more action and more stuff to watch. WrestleMania usually lasts around three to four hours anyway when they usually do it on a main night. But now they're doing it over two nights, so I'm assuming it's just going to be Maybe like two and a half hours each. 
I can't remember how long last year's was. I think it was two and a half hours each. But the only problem with last year's was that, yeah, it was in a performance centre. They had no live audience. So there was no crowd noise. Pumping in crowd noise wasn't a thing. Well, especially for WWE, it wasn't a thing until at least two or three months into it because then they started putting NXT people in the crowds and stuff. But that didn't really do much. And then, obviously, other outbreaks happened, so then they started pumping in crowd noises. Um, It may have even been longer than two or three months. It probably has been. But this has been, like, this pandemic just feels like it's been going on forever. So, last year's WrestleMania was two nights. Yes, it was weird to see it at a performance centre, but I think it was more weird because there was absolutely no noise at all, so you could just hear every, like, grunt and moan and sigh from all the wrestlers, all the heavy breathing. <laughs> you could hear it all, basically. Um. So on the one hand, they did really well not to, like, you know, tell each other what moves to do next or what combinations coming next. You know all the usual stuff what you usually see. You know when when you're watching it, you know that they're definitely talking to each other because they're like crouched down into each other's armpit sort of area and like looks like they're mumbling stuff to each other. Which, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll know the ins and outs of wrestling. You'll know that that's what they do to keep each other safe and tell each other what's going on. So they did quite well on that part that there was no audience so you could literally hear everything so you you didn't even hear any of that going on so obviously it's well thought out how they did it but anyway let's move on this year they are now back at a stadium yes it's not going to be full capacity but i mean they're still having i think it's around twenty thousand, if i remember right which is going to make a hell of a difference compared to how the previous whole year has been without any sort of live audience for them, apart from the NXT wrestlers at that one point. But, again, it's just going to be a different WrestleMania because it's not going to be, like, 100% capacity, so you're not going to get the whole, like, buzz and energy of um, the crowd. But I still think it's going to be quite decent. I still think it's going to be like, they're still obviously going to put on a hell of a show because that's just what WWE does at WrestleMania. They go full on, balls out, crazy, wild with everything they do. So you can expect like loads of fireworks, live music. They've already announced a few people that are doing live entrances for certain wrestlers and stuff. Um, You can expect like, stupid bloody high risk maneuvers like Kevin Owens did in the performance center last year with the WrestleMania sign. Doubt he'll do that again this year, but I should imagine he's going to do something similar because he's just crazy and I love it. But yeah, anyway, I'm here to talk about my predictions for this year. But it's not only going to be me doing my predictions. For this year. Oh no. No no no. No. 
I have enlisted help of a friend who, well, I can call him a friend because we chat over Instagram quite a bit. But I have been an avid follower of this this person for quite a number of years now. Him and him and his lovely fiance do a YouTube channel called Martin and Helena. Um, I watch them all the time because they're just so cool. Like they're generally like the coolest people that I've seen. Yes, we got into them because they did loads of Disney stuff. And obviously, if you know me, then I'm a massive Disney freak too. But then we started watching loads of other stuff that they do, put out content all the time. Even on Instagram and stuff, they do like... Ah, I'm getting tangled up by my wires. They do loads of stuff on Instagram too. So I will leave their links and stuff below in the description box. And at the end of this podcast. But yeah, I've got the help of Martin today, who is an avid wrestling fan. And that's obviously one thing that I didn't know until I seen he put a post up on Instagram talking about wrestling. And then over the last maybe a week or so, we've been chatting about wrestling. So I just came up with this idea like super late in the day yesterday. Possibly like six o'clock ish. I don't know. Something like that. It was it was quite late in the day. And I just thought, you know what? If you want, send me your predictions for WrestleMania and I'll like put them in this podcast somehow. And he did. He said he'll do it. He sent me them over this morning in MP3 formats. So what you're going to hear next is Martin himself talking. Because I'm not that good with technology, I don't know how to, like, you know, edit in my clips with his clips yet. I'm just not that cool. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. But the next maybe 25 to 30 minutes, I can't remember how long it is, but you'll hear him talking about his love for wrestling and what his predictions are for WrestleMania. And then after that, I will come in and give my predictions for WrestleMania and maybe give you a little backstory to my love of wrestling. So be prepared. This might be a long one today, but I'm really hoping if this goes well, then people might start jumping on board and doing similar stuff to what Martin's done and sent me uh, MP3 files of, yeah, just chatting away so we can have like a little conversation. I know it's not a proper conversation, where it's going to be to and fro, back and forth, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, this is probably as good as it gets, unless I actually video called him, and I know he's super busy, so that's not going to happen. Not yet, anyway. So, for now, here you go. I'll leave it over to Martin. He can tell you what he thinks of this year's WrestleMania, and what's going to happen, and then I will be back. Hello! Thank you so much, Ben, for inviting me onto the Back to the Geek podcast. Thrilled to be here and always, always ready to talk about wrestling and especially WrestleMania. So I have been a lifelong fan of wrestling since the age of nine. I got into it with the Attitude Era uh, and things like The Rock and Austin. It was just unbelievable. 
And WrestleMania always gets me excited. It doesn't matter if I don't watch it as religiously, like the weekly programming, uh, Raw and SmackDown. I still keep up to date with all the results. Um, and WrestleMania, really, because of the history behind it, and it's just the showcase of the immortals, the grandest stage of them all, you know, all those sayings, it really does get me excited still. So I'm going to talk through my predictions for um, night one and night two, and then it'll be really interesting to hear uh, your predictions and also your uh, listeners as well. Always fascinated to hear about different people's opinions. So yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to WrestleMania night one. So I've no idea what order the matches are going to actually happen in, but I'll just go with the list that I've got down here. And we've got Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. So it's tag team uh, turmoil match. And the winners of this match are going to go on tonight two to face the women's tag team champions who are Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Now I'd really love the Riot Squad to win this because... I feel like they're the only legitimate tag team and they've been together for a while. Uh, they, they, they are a tag team and I really do want them to win because I think a proper tag team should be vying for the tag team champions. Uh, but I do think that because of the backstory and the history between Lana and Nia Jax, uh, the weekly putting her through tables... Lana got a little bit of payback at the Royal Rumble, but I think the culmination of the storyline would be WrestleMania going into the Tag Team Championship match and then winning the Tag Team titles. So I'm going to go with Lana and Naomi for uh, the Tag Team Turmoil match on night one. So the next match I've got here is AJ Styles and Omos versus The New Day. Now this one could go either way because I think both outcomes help the AJ Styles and Omos story. And that story being that inevitably, I'm sure, they're going to break apart and they're going to go into a rivalry as all, you know, sort of um, wrestler and bodyguard storylines develop into. I mean, look at... The one that I look at with them too, specifically, is uh, I picture sort of Shawn Michaels and, and Diesel. I sort of see it going that way. So if AJ Styles and Omos win... Then they have a short run as tag team champions and then them losing the tag titles would develop into their feud. But I think they might be going for it sooner rather than later. So I'm going to go with the New Day win. The New Day have been setting up that AJ Styles and Omos aren't really a team. They don't really know each other. And so I think Omos uh, is, sort of, is not going to be very happy with AJ Styles about it and that they're going to they're gonna break up... Um, if not this night, then very soon after. So I'm going to go with a victory for the New Day. And I see Omos becoming a fan favourite. I watched a promo that happened on Raw between the New Day and Aegis Styles and Omos. And it was about Omos's sort of personality and his favourite things. And <laughs> it, was like, it was really funny. So I, I, think, I think a fan favourite route will be for him. But yeah, let's stick to WrestleMania. And we're going to go with the New Day retaining the Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro is on my list now. And this could be an absolute cracker of a match. They've had a bit of a storyline going in. They've really been trying, finally, <laughs> to build up Cesaro. He's been with the company so long. 
the fans have always wanted to get behind him. People have always asked. It's been like the main question for everybody is to Vince McMahon is, is what don't you see in Cesaro? Why aren't you pushing Cesaro? And and I feel like he's he's on the cusp of it. He's been having some great matches on SmackDown. I think this match with Seth Rollins, if if it goes the way that I'm hoping, could catapult him into a main event storyline. If not a title run, then a you know then a then a storyline that's that's for the title. And so I'm gonna go with hoping, fingers crossed. I'm gonna go with Cesaro because I don't think it's gonna make Seth Rollins uh, look bad. He's got such a legacy behind him, Seth. So yeah, I'm gonna go with. Cesaro for the win, and hopefully that's a, a really good match. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage. I, I just spoke about one of the questions, uh, main questions being, uh, what about Cesaro? Sound like uh, Raven's uh, old catchphrase. What about me? What about Raven? But one of my big questions is, why is Shane McMahon on practically every WrestleMania? <laughs> I mean, he, I think he missed... He wasn't in last year's one, but he's been on WrestleMania so many times over the past few years that I think his his act, and I call it act because he has his set things that he does. It's, to me, it's wearing a little bit thin. I used to absolutely love seeing Shane McMahon in matches, and that was because they, was, they were scattered and they, they weren't consistently on shows. Whereas I think he's been he's been pushed right to the forefront of, of many pay-per-views. Um, and th- this storyline very much reminds me of Shane McMahon versus The Big Show from the Attitude Era. I think I'm going to go with a Shane McMahon can't surely pick up the victory. If, if he does, then it means that the storyline is going to continue, which I, I really think it should just be one and done and move Braun Strowman onto something else. A great thing for Braun Strowman, though, to work with Shane McMahon, because it, it goes to show that Vince, you know, trusts Braun to be in there with Shane. You look at the people who fought Shane in the past, and it's all people that I think Vince thinks highly of. So, yeah, let's go with Braun Strowman picking up the victory in the steel cage. Celebrities are always at WrestleMania. It's one of the things that makes WrestleMania very different. And this time, we've got a celebrity back in a match. Uh, so we've got Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. I'm not going to lie. Um, was it the Royal Rumble where Bad Bunny turned up and did his performance? Before that, I had never seen Bad Bunny before. Uh, I'm obviously not on top of things culturally <laughs> at the moment in terms of music. But yeah, so bad. But he's been doing a good job, though. I mean, he's been getting involved. He's been doing a few, uh, few dives and things like that. Uh, versus the Miz and John Morrison, I, I think this can only go one way, and I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are gonna pick up the victory, and it'll be a, a feel-good moment. And people always want to see the Miz and John Morrison get their comeuppance and see them get humiliated in a way so yeah i'm gonna go with uh bad bunny and damien priest and then what a show in for damien priest in his first wrestlemania uh to have a high profile match where he's with a celebrity uh that's really good for him moving forward so yeah bad bunny damien priest we're into the last two matches on night one and they're the championship matches i'm gonna go in order of what i think is gonna actually main event so i think 
this won't be the main event, uh, but it is still a match that I, I'm looking forward to. But I really do wish that it had been Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Um, they had a fantastic match at Fastlane. Uh, and it would have been really cool to have saved that up and put it on WrestleMania just because of the history and the background that they, they both have. It would have been an amazing story. And for them to, to finally have their their match at WrestleMania, that would have been a perfect story. But I'm still looking forward to this. I think Bobby Lashley... I've never been the biggest fan of Bobby Lashley. I wasn't a fan of his original run in WWE. I think it was mainly just because he suffered from that thing of, of Vince trying to shove him down your throat every week. But... Since he's been in the Hurt business, although I am I'm gutted that they've broken up the Hurt business, uh, since being in the Hurt business with MVP, I've really loved what Bobby Lashley has been doing. So it's a WWE Championship. It's Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, all he wanted last year was to have his main event with Brock Lesnar and to have it in front of an audience and have that reaction from the crowd of winning the title for the first time. Though it's not going to be quite the same, I think they will want that moment for Drew McIntyre where he gets to win a championship in front of an audience. Um, I think they're going for that. So I'm going to say Drew McIntyre is winning back the WWE Championship uh, and, and I'm quite happy about that because he's been doing some great work and I'm excited to see who he'll work with in the future. And this should hopefully be a, a hard-hitting uh, and really good match. So yeah, Drew McIntyre for the win and the new WWE champion. And then the main event of night one, I think, there's been rumours about it. I, I think it would be amazing if this was the main event. It is one of the matches that I am really looking forward to. I think these two performers are going to pull off something special. They're going to go all out. They're going to want to showcase their talent to the world and show exactly what they can do. Uh, it's a match that a lot of people have been waiting for for, for a long time. Uh, it's the SmackDown Women's Championship match and it's Sasha Banks versus the winner of the Royal Rumble, Bianca Belair. And if you want WrestleMania to end, or at least the first night, to end with people walking away with that joyful feeling, then, unless you're a Sasha Banks fan, then of course you want Sasha Banks to, to win. But I think people always go for the underdog. They always like to see the title change in, in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go for Bianca Belair walking out as the new SmackDown Women's Champion, and this this feud could continue past uh, WrestleMania. I th I think this this feud has has a lot of legs, as they as they like to say. That reminds me of Love Actually, actually, Love Actually, actually. <laughs> uh, it is a lot of legs, David. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Bianca Belair winning the SmackDown Women's Championship in the main event of Night One of WrestleMania. So thank you, Martin. Um, as you've heard, he gave night one predictions. He sent it in two parts, so it's night one and night two. So what I'm going to do is I've put his night one prediction in first, and then I'm going to give you my night one prediction. And pretty much what he said is similar to my thoughts and feelings on night one anyway. So... With that being said, there's not going to be that many differences, if any, at all. But I just want to give some of my uh, feelings towards it. Though. So I'll do it in the exact same order that he read it out. 
or gave his predictions for, just so it doesn't, you know, confuse too many people with the lineups. Again, like we said, this isn't, we don't know if this is the actual order of the matches. Uh, nothing's been said about it yet. This is just, uh, I assume he's just reading reading the matches from a list <laughs> from somewhere like I did yesterday when I get, when I wrote down my predictions I was reading it off um just a random internet post I think it was just postwrestling.net I used um basically I just uh, searched what matches was on because I knew of a few but I couldn't really remember all of them so what I did was just searched on Google or any search engine that you wish to choose, obviously. Um, I just searched WrestleMania um, card matches, lineups, or whatever. I can't remember what I searched. But I've still got the website up. So I just clicked on the first link that was up there, and it just showed me all the matches what are on. For night one, so. But because when and but then because Martin sent me his predictions, I listened to him, and then I've just changed my order around to match his order what he had because this website had it in a different. They just put the matches on. So yeah, so to start off with, he said about the tag team women's turmoil match. Um, meh. <laughs> like the winner, of this goes on to night two to go face the champion Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, my thoughts on it. Mm. Well, my real thoughts are that WWE don't seem to be able to do tag team matches all too well. That's just my opinion. I don't think that... Like, if you go watch other promotions, you'll see that tag team wrestling is phenomenal. But I don't think WWE do it all too well, in my opinion. They started off alright, and they gave, like, runs to certain tag teams that deserved it and were fan favourites. But now they just seem to be, like, mixing it up like they're not even trying half the time. Most of the time, it's just like random people plotted together, and then they'll make up some weird backstory for them. Like, oh, we started out as best friends in in the early two thousands, and all this stuff. It's like, why, why, what's going on? Like, why not just like the perfect example would be the Iconics. They came in as a tag team. They were an absolute fan favourite for a lot of people that I've seen online. And then they broke them up. And then Peyton Royce ended up being in a tag team with Lacey Evans. So why why, why did you break up <laughs> the tag team that was already made and already been together for years and years and years just to put her with somebody else? And now 
uh, Billy's on her own, like just doing some sort of comedy skit every two seconds. I don't get it. Put the Iconics back together. Give them a long title run. A lot of people will be happy. They're an actual tag team. Job done. Simple as. But let's move on to this one. Tag team women. Tag team women's turmoil match. I think. Well, I'm hoping that Riot Squad will win because, again, they've been a tag team for yonks now. That I know they had to split up. <laughs> Everyone splits up. But <laughs> I just made myself laugh. I don't know. But I think they're a proper tag team and they seem like an actual tag team when you see them together and like not just like they're thrown together sort of thing. And they've been around for ages. They've always seemed to push them, but then just always took the foot off the pedal at the last minute and stuff. And then that's how they ended up breaking up. And now they're back together. But they seem to lose all the time. And I'm like, why? Just just push them. Just let them become champions. Like, I hope they win this match. And then go on to beat Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Because, again, they're not an actual tag team. Stupid in my opinion. But I can see what Martin's saying about... Um, the Lana situation. I added this bit in after listening to his because yeah, they could carry on that story. Like Lana was being bullied by Nia Jax for God knows how many months. It just went on and on and on and on and on. So I could kind of see that. Plus Naomi is like a massive fan favorite. And if it's true to believe online that WWE officials backstage all love Naomi, and what she brings. So, in one way, it could be Lana and Naomi. But again, I don't feel that the like a right fit for a tag team. It would be just better if, say, the right squad won, won the tag team. And then they could go off into their own separate ways. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And then pursue that option of like Lana versus Nia Jax for like, whatever the next pay-per-views are after this. Is it Money in the Bank? I can never remember after. Is it Payback? I can't remember. This changed it so many times. But yeah, go down that route. Like, split the Nia Jackson, Shayna Bays up. And then just have, like, Lana go after Nia. And then possibly, like, Naomi after Shayna. There you go. Job done. Sorted. Move on. So the next one he talked about, Martin talked about, was AJ and Omos versus New Day for the Raw Tag Team titles. Again, AJ and Omos, not really a tag team. But in a way, I could see this one actually working because AJ is just that sort of character that, well, everyone seems to love, but then also hate at the same time sort of thing. It's just really cool. And I could totally see AJ and Omos winning this just because the last couple of weeks uh, the New Day have been, you know, playing this idea of like causing a rift between them because AJ doesn't know too much about Omos and all that stuff. And that uh, Omos is just AJ's bodyguard sort of thing, which he is. And it's clear to see. 
But again, I could just see AJ and Omos winning. And then them being like proper cocks on Raw, being like, oh yeah, we only formed recently and now we're like tag team champions and nobody can beat us with the power of Omos and the skills of AJ and all this stuff. I could just see that. But then at the same time, I could also see New Day winning because, again, massive fan favorites. They've won the title so many times that you just need to give them a run every so often. Um, yeah, they're a bit annoying in my opinion. Like some like just too much of them is annoying in my personal opinion. That's just my opinion. Nobody hate me. But again, if New Day won, then it could do this storyline of AJ versus Omos and like him blaming Omos and then Omos thinking that he's better than AJ and all this stuff. It happens all the time. Tag teams always split up. Um, the bodyguard type, air quotes type um, people always split up from the main wrestler. Uh, Batista did it, didn't he? With uh, Devon when they were like did that sort of character art at one point. Um, again, you said about uh, Diesel. Um, yeah, he did it. But yeah, it's just one of them things. Like, they could go both ways here. I personally think that they'll give AJ and Omos the win and give them the belts just just because they know that the fans will be like all over, up on them and booing them and all that stuff. And let's face it, WWE... Um, like massively big with their heels they love when a bad guy gets the victory and like is a cock about it and stuff so yeah i reckon aj almost for a win there next one you said seth rollins cesaro my personal opinion this could be the match of the whole weekend if it's done right and in the way that showcases Cesaro as an absolute beast that we all know he is. Because he's apparently signed a new contract with WWE. Don't know how true that is. I think it's out there. And I think it's common knowledge. So they could be pushing Cesaro. Finally. After so many years of everyone wanting to see Cesaro being pushed. And I think that's a good thing. I think they'll do it. So I'm 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 assuming a Cesaro win here because nah, Seth Rollins is one of those where it's like doesn't really matter if he wins or lose. Yeah, you you still know he's still gonna be there. So it's, it is what it is. But yeah, I think Cesaro win, and I'm hoping to see quite a lot of swinging in this match, like the Cesaro swing because. <laughs> It's just fantastic, isn't it, how long he can go for. And again, like I said, he's a he's a beast. He he, he can move, he can he can do everything. He's just and he seems like a genuinely nice person. Like, I mean, backstage and stuff what you hear. So I think it's about time that WWE actually do something with him. And further down the line I could totally see him in the uh, the the championship matches and aiming for the title and stuff maybe at SummerSlam next year 
give it like a long uh, build up towards that. And then SummerSlam next year, put him against whoever's going to be champion by then. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I think that's what they should do. And then hopefully Cesaro might win at SummerSlam next year and then they'll give him a long run till next Mania. Shane McMahon versus Braun. And... I don't care. Like, I genuinely don't care about this match at all. Like, I don't care about the storyline. It's been done far too much. It's very regurgitated in the world of WWE. The whole bully complex and, like, trying to make out that a certain wrestler is an idiot and stupid that they can't do anything. It's been done so many times. Um... Shane McMahon is basically just another Undertaker of recent years. He'll just turn up at Mania for a match. Like, why? Do we actually need it? No. Do we want it? Not really. Like Martin said, Shane was good back in the day when, like, you know, he used to be actually put in some decent performances, decent matches uh, when he first started out. I mean, yeah, you can tell he's not a, like a proper, proper wrestler like most of the superstars are in WWE. But again, they always seem to use him, always seem to like, especially to gain. They seem to put him in it just to try and gain audience back. Like when they tried doing Raw Underground. Like to me, that was a pretty cool idea, like having an underground fight pit. And just showcasing all the big bad men and women, like proper brawling. But then they put Shane as the face of it. It's like, ugh, why? <laughs> like, have a wrestler do it. Have a wrestler have a secret tunnel down to the garage or whatever it was. But yeah, they seem to just stick him in. Like, he came out of the blue as well. Like, it, like nobody was talking about Shane. Nobody was on about Shane. We'd not seen him for yonks and then all of a sudden he just pops up on this raw underground it's like i'm sure they just do it to try and get ratings boost but it doesn't work like again this match is in a steel cage that's probably the only good thing going for it is that you're probably going to see shane mcmahon get absolutely twatted up against the steel cage for probably the whole match and Hopefully, WWE is now deciding to add a bit of blood because this would be the match to add that little bit of, you know, back to the attitude sort of era ways. But it is what it is. Shane and Braun's on there. Great. Let's move on. Oh, yeah, Braun's going to win as well. Forgot to mention that. The Miz versus Bad Bunny. Now, is this a tag team? Because I've seen on... A lot of uh, media, like wrestling media outlets, saying that it is a tag team match. The Miz and John Morrison versus Bad Bunny and uh, Damien Priest. But then when I've watched like highlights of Raw and stuff, it just seems to be focusing on the Miz versus Bad Bunny. At Mania. Either way, I'm not bothered. I don't care. Again, like the... 
like the brawn and chain match. I don't, it doesn't interest me. Like, why did they always have celebrities coming in to try and do like wrestling stuff? I get that celebrities love wrestling and want to be a part of wrestling, which is fine, but do it in a way that, you know, they're just, I don't know, like, just there. Don't have them in matches. Don't get them involved. Because this, it just doesn't do much for me. Like, it doesn't interest me enough. I mean, Bad Bunny's going to win, obviously. But, I mean, also, if it's Bad Bunny and Damien Priest, that means that Damien Priest gets a win at his first Mania, which is probably going to be the main focus point of this whole storyline. And then after Mania, it's going to be like Damien Priest versus The Miz properly one-on-one, or Damien Priest versus John Morrison one-on-one sort of thing. And then I think once this is all said and done, I think Bad Bunny's just going to go as do all celebrities after Mania appearances and stuff, or after a certain amount of appearances, they just disappear and you never hear of them again. So I don't even know who Bad Bunny is. I've never heard of any of his songs. When he did that one about Booker T, that was the only time I heard it, and I didn't didn't get it. I couldn't even hear him properly. I don't know if it was just... My TV was on low or whether his microphone wasn't working, but I just didn't hear him properly. So it is what it is. Bad Bunny wins that. Bad Bunny and Damien Priest, if it is a tag team, they'll win that. Let's move on. So like Martin said, then we come to the last two uh, fights of the night. And it all depends how they're going to go about doing this, whether... Like who goes main event, I mean. But I'm sticking with the same as Martin. I think they're going to have the women's title match as the main event. Is there any reason behind that? Not really. I just feel like that's probably a bigger... Like it's got a better backstory to it. And probably will showcase more of the talent than Bobby versus Drew because they Bobby versus Drew, don't get me wrong, it should be quite an entertaining battle. So Bobby versus Drew will be second to last. And I think it like I said, it will be an interesting battle. But I personally don't see the fascination with Bobby Lashley at all. Never have, never will. I get that he's a big, muscly dude, and that's what Vince is well-known for, is that he loves big, muscly dudes, (laughs) like Brock Lesnar and stuff. I think that was the whole point, like why Bobby won, is that they were hoping to get Brock Lesnar back by Mania. But travel restrictions and all that with Canada, where he lives, just means that he can't come, unless he appears at the end of the match. And that's how maybe Drew wins. I don't know. But the whole point, I think, was that it was going to be Bobby versus Brock. And they could have that dream matchup, what uh, Bobby's been crying out for for years and years now. Um, I personally wouldn't have cared about it because, I, I, again, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, two big guys, I don't particularly think they can do much. 
in a sense. Um, whereas Drew, from last year's win, he didn't get the like live crowd reaction. So again, Martin's nailed it on the head. I think Drew's going to win here because he'll get his proper WrestleMania moment in front of not the biggest crowd, but at least it's going to be a, a, a decent-sized crowd that he'll win it in front of. And he'll get all the cheering and screaming and whatnot because, again, he's a fan favorite. And but I just personally think they should have gone with the Sheamus storyline as well, like Martin was saying. Also, I just think there's more there to it. I think there was more of a build-up, more of a a proper backstory, and more of a heart to the story. Like friends betraying each other, blah blah blah, happens all the time. But I mean, the way that them two did it, it was cool, and. One's Scottish, one's Irish. They're well known for fighting. So, you know what I mean? It just made sense, in my opinion, to have that as a WrestleMania match. But, hey-ho, here we are. So, Drew's going to win that. I mean, if Bobby wins, then I kind of think that WWE's just doing that because they want, again, to push a massive heel in the face of the fans and get the fans to actually, like, proper boo him and whatnot but i just can't see drew losing just because it's going to be like a proper wrestlemania moment whereas last year he didn't have that he just won the title and it was completely empty background and stuff it was just weird so yeah hopefully when drew wins i say when drew wins because i'm just hoping drew wins when he wins i'm hoping they're gonna give him a proper long push as the champion and I know they did kind of after last year's WrestleMania, but then he lost it to Orton randomly in the middle of a some feud. <laughs> it was like, what? What was the point in that? But I hope they just carry it on this time. Anyway, I'm running out of time for this segment. So Sasha versus Bianca Belair is going to be the main event, I should imagine. If it's not, then there's something seriously wrong. I just think this could again possibly be one of the best uh, match, like, m- matches fights whatever you want to call it, of the weekend because it'll showcase why women's wrestling is great and why it should be pushed more um sasha always has decent matchups her and bailey was probably one of the coolest especially at tlc it was one of the best matches of that night if not of the year um, but I just can't see Bianca losing here because they are they are pushing her as like air quotes the EST of WWE. So if she's like the bestest, the fastest, and all that stuff, then why why would she lose? You know what I mean? That's just that's just my opinion. But don't get me wrong, this match will be quite something. It'll be like it'll. It will be possibly that or the Cesaro Seth Rollins match will be the match of at least night one, the Saturday night, if not the the fight of the weekend. But there is some pretty cool matches in night two. So with that being said, I'll leave it over to Martin for his night two predictions.
So night one is done and dusted. We're now moving into night two. So here's my predictions. So we're going to start with the Women's Tag Team Championship again. So we got Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Well, I've already sort of said who I think is going to walk away as Tag Team Champions. But I'll just uh, reiterate because we're talking about night two. So yeah, I think they're going to go against Lana and Naomi. And I think Lana and Naomi are going to pick up the victory. The United States Championship is on the line. It is Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. So Sheamus still getting a WrestleMania moment, still getting a WrestleMania match, which I'm really pleased about. Uh, I watched the day of from Fastlane where he went against Drew McIntyre and he was so emotional and just really trying to reiterate the fact that he sometimes feels a bit overlooked and he always has to prove himself. So though I would like Sheamus to walk away as the United States Champion here... I do think that they are trying to build up Riddle. I'm not sure how, though. His character is a, <laughs> is a bit strange at the moment. He's riding around on a scooter and, and, and reminded me a lot of a character from Father Ted, who... <laughs> it was This is a strange sort of direction for me to go, but this character in Father Ted who gets uh, not invited, or he comes over for a holiday and he bores them all with telling these really long stories. And... Matt Riddle's sort of been doing that on weekly television over the, the past few weeks. Although when he's been trying to, he's also forgotten uh, the story, <laughs> which was a moment on Raw uh, a couple of weeks ago. But Matt Riddle, I mean, in-ring comp competitor, moving the character aside, which I think is still, they're still trying to find their way. Uh, you can't deny uh, how good he is in the ring. And I think Riddle and Sheamus will have a hard-hitting match, which will involve a lot of the strong style you know i think it's going to be a lot of kicks a lot of uh you know hits to the chest and and things of that nature so i think it's going to be a, a real barnstormer <laughs> of a match uh yes but i'm going to go with the winner it's going to be matt riddle to continue his united states championship reign and to develop that character now this match i'm about to talk about is a match that i am really looking forward to and I'm really excited about Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with uh, a celebrity added uh, the the famous YouTuber Logan Paul is in the mix as well but I, I you can push that aside for me it's all about Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn what a history these two have they are they are best friends in, in real life they have had some amazing matches in NXT uh, before NXT when they were on the independent scene then in NXT and then they continued their storyline into the the main roster and they were involved in like the ladder match and then I can't remember the pay-per-view but they had just an incredible one-on-one -on -one match where I think Kevin Owens said that Vince McMahon was really really happy with it they are two main event level guys and I'm so pleased that Kevin Owens had that run with Roman Reigns even though the finish to the uh the, the match that they had, the last man standing match, didn't <laughs> didn't quite work out as planned with the handcuffs. Sami Zayn has been building a reputation. I loved him as the Intercontinental Champion. He's got this whole conspiracy theory character going on. They've added a celebrity to the mixture. I know a lot of people would go celebrity Logan Paul, but I'll, I'll not get into that debate. Um... I don't know. It, it, Sami Zayn could pick up the win and continue to build the character so that he gets onto that main event level. And then he could start a feud for for the the main title. 
for the Universal Championship. But then Kevin Owens could continue that hot streak that he's he's got going. What I'm thinking is I've I've done a lot of comparisons to like previous WrestleManias and previous storylines. Now I'm I'm no means comparing the impact of Mike Tyson at WrestleMania 14 to the impact of Logan Paul here on this WrestleMania. But knowing that Kevin Owens is a, a massive Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, I just feel like this is going to go a similar way and that Logan Paul is going to, though Mike Tyson didn't cost Shawn Michaels the, the match at WrestleMania 14, I feel like Logan Paul is going to play a similar sort of role. And I think he's then going to end up teaming with Kevin Owens to defeat Sami Zayn. So I think the winner is going to be Kevin Owens and I really hope that they just get a lot of time to have a really good match and that it builds up because sometimes on these WrestleManias, the matches just don't get a lot of time. Hopefully with splitting them between night one and night two, they have longer to go, but these could really pull out a match that could steal the show if they're, they're given ample opportunity and ample time. But Kevin Owens for the win, I think. I spoke about the Intercontinental Championship uh, with Sami Zayn, but we're now moving into the the person that won the title from Sami Zayn, Big E, who has been on a stellar run uh, in his solo endeavours since, uh, well, not leaving the New Day, but being broken apart from the New Day. Big E is going up against Apollo Crews. Now, (laughs) they had a match uh, at Fastlane, and I was really enjoying the match, but the ending, I don't know what happened at the end, there was... so many counts by the referee and I wasn't even sure how uh, Big E ended up winning that match because it seemed like Apollo Crews. If you're going by who had their actual shoulders down, <laughs> then they should have called an audible and I think Apollo Crews should have won the title because it just had people scratching their heads and they didn't even show a replay. I'm very pleased that Apollo's getting a rematch. Apollo was just for so long, just had no character, no personality. It's an incredible athlete, uh, could could pull off some really good matches, but just character wasn't there, and so there was nowhere to go with him. And I, and I actually thought that he'd be let go. Um, but he's really turned it around with his, his, his new character, his new persona. He's got a new energy to him. He's got more determination. Uh, and I think Big E and Apollo will, will pull out a really good match. Part of me is thinking that they'll want Big E to have a good... WrestleMania outing in front of an audience uh, to to build up his connection, although he's got such a strong connection already to the WWE Universe, but I think just having him win on the the grand stage would be something special. However, if Apollo Crews loses again, then is is that three times he's lost to... To Big E, that would be him done totally with the Intercontinental Championship, I imagine. And then where does this character go from there? So I think in order to get Apollo to the to the next stage of his career, I think Apollo Crews needs to walk away as the Intercontinental Champion. And that's something that really excites me, because then Big E could go back on the chase. Uh, uh, and it's always nice having a, a babyface chase the heel who's got the the championship. So yeah, I'm going to go with Apollo Crews walking out of WrestleMania as the Intercontinental Champion. The next match is probably going to be the most unusual match of the card. It's The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I can't imagine it being an in-ring match, although I don't know if I've heard anything about them doing a cinematic match, but it would make more sense to me with the character of The Fiend and then things that they want to do, I presume, within this match. I think it's better suited to a cinematic match. 
um, like they did with Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, which was, you know, it confused a lot of us, but it was still something special to witness. Um, I, I think their feud would end better if it was a cinematic match. Th- this feud, am I thrilled about Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton again at a WrestleMania? Not particularly. I think Randy Orton has had an amazing year, and I think Orton could have could have had a different opponent, and 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 I had an opponent where he he could work a really really strong match. Um, whereas this is not going to be that. This is going to be very gimmicky and. <laughs> As long as there is not a projection of maggots on the ring, <laughs> we're all good. Because um, that happened in, in their previous WrestleMania match. I don't know how this ends, though. That's I think that's the only thing with the Fiend character. Is it, I feel like it's, they're backed into a bit of a corner. What are you going to do? I mean, Randy Orton, this feud is based on the fact that Randy Orton tried to kill someone. He tried to kill the Fiend. So what what is the Fiend's payback? Is he going to try and kill Randy Orton? And then how does Orton get out of this? It's I, I, <laughs> A lot of it is up in the air. I don't understand how they're going to get around it. I don't understand how people are going to come out of it. But it's going to be very intriguing. Can't deny it. It's, it's, it's very intriguing because you just don't know which way they're going to go. Alexa Bliss has been fantastic in this role with The Fiend. I will say that. That's been one of the highlights of this feud, uh, Alexa Bliss. But yeah, I'm, I'm very unsure as to how this is going to go. But... I think if Bray Wyatt loses, then the Fiend character's been buried a bit. So yeah, let's go with Bray Wyatt uh, walking out with a win, but I have no idea how. The Raw Women's Championship match, it's Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Now, I presume this was originally supposed to be Oscar versus Charlotte, which would have been a match that we've already seen on WrestleMania, and though that match was incredible and fantastic i'm really pleased that we've gone in a a different direction and that rhea ripley's getting this opportunity now and i think this is going to make up for you know everyone being a bit disappointed uh, last year when she lost to charlotte at wrestlemania i think this is rhea ripley getting a defining moment at wrestlemania and, and beating oscar this could be a classic match uh, they're both very capable of of pulling out a match that could, that could that could steal the show. I'm not gonna lie, Oscar. I mean, tried and tested performer, and Rhea Ripley. The performances in NXT just insane. This is a, a match that I'm really looking forward to. Oscar as champion. I don't think it's really gone anywhere. She's had the title for a long time, but I don't think anything of significance has really happened during the title run, which is a real shame. Because you can throw all the numbers out there about being the the longest and that sort of thing. Now, I'm not sure where she stands on that sort of list. But if you were to ask me to pick out Asuka matches from this Raw Women's Championship run, I'm I'm not sure I could really pick out that many uh, as being really memorable. But yeah, I'm going to go Rhea Ripley is going to walk out as the Raw Women's Championship. And that's going to be so exciting for the division. And it's going to create a lot of buzz. It's going to create a lot of new storylines and a lot of new chances for other individuals to come forward and take on Rhea Ripley. And then there was one match remaining. And this has to be the main event of night two. This is one incredible triple threat match we've got coming Roman Reigns the champion defending the Universal Championship against Edge 
and against Daniel Bryan. Now, I was going to be happy with Roman Reigns versus Edge, but then to throw in Daniel Bryan, and I know that a lot of people have, have been like, oh, no, we wanted a, a singles match with Roman Reigns and Edge, but I think you just, you've just created something magical here with adding Daniel Bryan to the mix. And no one, I don't think, has any idea who's going to walk out victorious because everyone has uh, a reason for walking out as the champion to further storylines. And normally, sometimes when you go into WrestleMania and you go to the main event matches that involve champions, you sort of know it's a bit predictable who's going to be walking away as the champion. But here, it could be it could be any one of them, and I'm happy with whoever walks out as champion. You've got Roman Reigns, who has just been oh unbeatable in the in the role of heel champion, and so glad that they finally flip that switch because he's been doing a phenomenal job that like the, the best work of his career I think being in this role you've got Edge who's back after all these years um I mean back again after an injury <laughs> uh, and he's in the main event and he's he's looking to recapture well not recapture it's a title that he's never won so to capture a title that he's never won um to be back on top would be so special and then you've got Daniel Bryan who they keep they keep teasing that he's going to be going down to a part-time schedule. He's not going to be as involved moving forward. So this could be his last mania where he's a, you know, in a, in a main event role, a main event match. Because if he's part-time, he might just come in and do a, a match that's a bit lower down the card to help somebody out. And it might not be for a championship. So, and, and the story behind this as well, I was reading up on the internet, you know, you've got Roman Reigns who came back from... You know, leukemia. Uh, you've got Edge, who came back from a career-ending injury. You've got Daniel Bryan, who came back from a career-ending injury. The three of them being in this main event, it's really heartwarming, actually, to see them in this position. Who am I going to go with, though? That's the main question. This, this changes on the daily for me. I'm going to go with who I think, overall, I would love to see win. And I think the order that I'd love to see people win is I'd like Roman Reigns to win because he's doing a great job. Then I think it would be I'd love to see Edge win because of that moment of him having the championship. But he's playing a sort of heel character at the moment, so I don't know if it'd have the same effect. Well, I'm sure it would. I think people would just forget about it and just think, wow, he's won the championship. But I think the person I really do want to see win, and I just think it would be really awesome... <laughs> Twice he's he's managed to get into the main event of WrestleMania, and on both occasions he's managed to walk away as the the champion. <laughs> I think that's a great story. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan. Uh, I want the Yes Movement to overcome everything one last time. And if it is his last Mania where he's in like a main event match, I I think he deserves to be given the championship again. He's he's had an amazing career within WWE. The way that he came back and he had that run as heel champion way and, and he dropped the title to Kofi. He's had so many mania moments actually, Daniel Bryan, over the last few years. I think this would just be the cherry on the cake. I'd love to see him with the championship. Um and, and I'd walk away from WrestleMania really happy with that. And so that's it. 
that's all of the matches covered for night one and night two. Like I said, Ben, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. I'm really interested to hear the thoughts of your listeners as well, because this is just one person giving their opinion. And it's also me giving my opinion on storylines and the characters and things that I like and things that I don't like. And everybody is different and everyone's got a different perspective. People like different things. So, so take things that I say with a pinch of salt. Uh, everyone's got their own opinions. It's all very subjective. But that's my uh, thoughts on WrestleMania going into the weekend. So all that's left for me to say is thank you so much for having me on Back to the Geek. I look forward to hearing your answers. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend. That's all for me for now. Toodle Pipsky. Okay, so we just heard night two predictions. From Martin, thank you again so much for contributing to this podcast. I know it was very like made up last minute sort of thing since we were chatting yesterday. I just randomly threw it out there, seeing what you thought of the idea, and you went along with it. So thank you very much. So now he said his predictions. So I wrote down mine yesterday, and again, I'll just rearrange them in the order that he put his in just so it doesn't really confuse anyone or we haven't missed anything out it just makes it easier for the listener to understand to follow etc etc so we're starting off with the women's tag team title match which is the winner of the turmoil match in night one versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Now, whoever wins here, I mean, won the turmoil match, is probably going on to win the titles because I feel like it's about time that they just split up Shayna and Nia because, let's face it, they're not a tag team. They never were. They never seemed like a decent tag team. I just never got the behind them, never followed them as such. I felt like they had missed opportunities to lose the titles to certain teams to give them pushes, but now they're deciding to do it at Mania. So here I reckon, well, I'm hoping that the Riot Squad will win. They'll win the turmoil match and they'll come um, and win the actual tag teams. But saying that, though, I forgot to mention this in the Night One predictions. I believe there's like... Um, what they call a surprise tag team that's supposed to be involved, and I've heard rumors that it's supposed to be the Bella Twins. Now, if that's the case, then I can totally see Bella Twins coming on and winning, just like the Hardys did a couple years ago with their Mania comeback. But I don't think it is. But I don't know. I'm just sticking with my opinion here. I hope the Riot Squad will win because they're. An actual team that actually needs pushing and doing something with because they're an actual tag team. They have been for years, so they need to do it. I can see why Martin says uh, Lana and Naomi. Again, I said it before that Naomi's like a, a like she's just a fan favorite and one of the ones that I loved backstage and she should be used more etc etc 
and Lana has a past with Naya. But I'm hoping that the Riot Squad will win and then they'll just split up and go their separate ways and do like Naya versus Lana and maybe Naomi versus Shayna. Singles matches. Ex- you know what I mean? Just That's how I feel they should do it and have the Riot Squad or an actual tag team as the champions and actually use the championships better and just better matches, better um, booking, um, everything really. Just do it better, WWE. Just get your shit together, man. (laughs) So then we moved on to Riddle and Sheamus. Okay, so I'm just going to say this outright because I know that Riddle splits a lot of opinions. (laughs) I personally like the way he is, like the style and his character. He's, He's pretty cool, like with bro and bro and all that stuff. Like, it's cool. Like, he's already openly admitted that he smokes dope or weed. So, I mean, that's probably why they've gone with that, like, chilled sort of character. Um, Yes, he flubs up a lot with dialogue and stuff, as it was seen on Raw the other week. But... I still think a lot of fans like the way it is. I know I know a few people that don't like him and just think there's no point to him. But I quite like him. I quite enjoy him. Every time he's on screen, I always have a giggle. And at the end of the day, sports entertainment is there for that reason. Entertaining. Do I find him entertaining? Yes. Because I laugh. I know I laugh at my own jokes sometimes, but... I wouldn't say I'm entertaining, but at least he can actually go out and like put on a decent match and stuff every so often as well. So Sheamus versus Riddle. I think Riddle's going to win just because. Just because mainly they're still pushing Riddle in a way. And that, I don't know. He just I, I just think he's going to win. I just can't see Sheamus. I can't see where they could go with Sheamus if he won the US title. I, I, I just can't, like, I, I'm trying to picture him ahead, but I just can't think of any sort of storylines that Sheamus could be useful. The only thing that I think they'll use Sheamus for now is to put over talent, like talent that they're pushing, new talent that may come up from NXT, They'll use Sheamus to like put him over. So he's basically like. He's just going to basically be that guy, I think, where he, he'll, he'll put on an awesome match. Don't get me wrong. He'll, he'll, he'll make sure that the opponent always comes out looking strong, looking great, and all that stuff. But I just think that Sheamus is going to be used more in that sense of things than actually going for like titles and whatnot anymore. Um so yeah I think Riddle's gonna win that, keep his momentum going, um 
probably keep the title. I would say till SummerSlam, but that's quite a while off. So, but there again, it's, it's usually July in it, or August, so it's not too far away. So they could keep him till then. Um, that could be quite interesting because then they could build up an actual proper storyline instead of like this one with Sheamus just came about because he was scooting around on his scooter and he wax riddle with it like that's that's not that's not enough to have a match is it let's be honest i mean yeah you'd want to beat the shit out of them because they've just hit you but yeah i just want like a proper good like backstory to it and build it up for a month or so and then hit it hit them with that belt so yeah let's uh I'm just going to fly through these ones, really, because Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Now, this will be great match. Will be great match? Will be a great match. I will put an A in it. <laughs> they've been doing it for years in the indie scenes. They've been doing it on NXT. They, they, they're just great matches. They're best of friends. They know each other really well. So they they know how to put on a good performance. So this will be nothing short of great. This, again, is probably going to be one of the matches to watch of this weekend. You can always guarantee that Kevin's going to do something stupid. So I'm imagine, I can imagine him jumping off the pirate ship that's at the, the stadium if they're allowed to go that far. <laughs> But I believe from set photos that they've built an actual pirate ship as the entrance for the superstars anyway. So maybe he'll jump off that or something. I just think he's going to jump off something. He did it last WrestleMania. He likes doing like big spots at places. So I just think you're going to see something massive and wild from Kevin Owens as per usual. Um, Sami Zayn. I don't know how I feel about his character. It's a bit annoying, but at the same time, it is pretty funny to watch at times. So again, that goes down with sports entertainment. Am I entertained? Yes, to some degree. Like I'd prefer it if they just gave Sammy a decent push, which he deserves. They did it with the Intercontinental belt, but then they that storyline just ended just like that, really. Like, it was it was just pretty pointless. Um, Logan Paul's there as well, which I'm not exactly thrilled about. Don't get me wrong, I don't know the guy personally, but I don't, I just don't like the way he is online, so. Um, Will he get involved? More than likely, I should imagine, as Martin said, it probably will end with something like Logan Paul interfering so that Sammy, get, Sammy gets beat. Um, but I just hope they do it in a way that's not like a stupid disqualification and or like a stupid finish like we have seen from WWE over the past 12 months with a lot of uh, distraction finishes and stuff like that. I just hope they do it decent enough that it works and plays into the sort of narrative of the story 
Um, Big E versus Apollo for the Intercontinental Belt. Mm, not really bothered. I think Apollo will win just because he's lost quite a lot to Big E over the last couple of months. I do feel like this storyline's gone on far too long, like as way longer than it should have. That to me just screams that they don't have a clue what they want to do with Big E or Apollo, which is quite upsetting because there's a lot of talent in the back that they could just have cool matches with other people. Um, I think Apollo's going to win because one, they gave him a brand new character, like in the middle of everything that was going on, just randomly comes out one day and it's like, I'm a descendant of Nigerian heritage and all that stuff. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I can't see Apollo losing again. It'll suck that Big E loses because Big E's pretty cool. But hopefully this will make them change Big E's course to go for the Universal title, which is what a lot of people predicted would be the main event for this year's Mania would be Roman versus Big E. So... Maybe they'll just start it as like a, a year-long process. Or maybe SummerSlam. Like like I said, it's only like, what, four months away now or something? So give it like a good four-month run. Get up to SummerSlam. Have Big E versus... Even if it's not for a belt, have Big E versus Roman. Just, you know, maybe number one contender or something. I think it'll be pretty cool. But yeah, other than that, I'm not really interested in that match. Not gonna lie. It's just pointless, in my opinion. Pointless rematch that's gone on for like 50,000 months. Randy Orton versus The Fiend. Again, why? Why is this Why is this storyline still going on? They should have just ended it when Orton apparently burnt him. Like, I, I get the whole coming back and redemption arc and all that stuff, which is why The Fiend's going to win, because... If he doesn't, then it just seems pretty weird why you'd get burnt by all and come back to life from, air quotes, the dead. And then get beat again by Orton. Doesn't make sense. So The Fiend's going to win. Alexa Bliss is the only decent thing in this whole storyline at the moment. Like, she plays the characters so, so well that it's actually borderline creepy. But with that being said, I love Orton to bits. I think he's fantastic. I love Bray Wyatt. I hope they just bring Bray Wyatt back as Bray Wyatt. Or maybe as the Wyatt family again. Because that was pretty cool. Um, I not, I'm not fussed on The Fiend anymore. I never really was, to be honest. As soon as I seen him come out with that mask on, I was like, cool. It... There's nothing for me. There's nothing to it for me. There's like he was supposed to be like the biggest baddest person, and then he gets beat by fucking Goldberg. <laughs> like, what's that about? Like, that's when you knew that character was pretty much dead. When you get beat by Goldberg in whatever, however long it was, it wasn't even like two minutes, was it? I don't know. It was a dodgy spear and a dodgy jackhammer. That was it. But after that, I knew ah, the fiend's no longer. To be honest. It's no point to him anymore. Yeah, so Orton versus Fiend. I mean, it's going to be a decent match, I should imagine. I, I'm hoping it'll be pretty long, pretty decent. I'm hoping all these matches will be pretty long, to be honest. 
I hate when they build up a match and then it's like only five minutes or something. But yeah, it's going to be decent. Orton always brings the A game to everything. But The Fiend's going to win. And then I don't know where Orton goes from there. I don't even know where The Fiend goes from there, to be honest. I can't see anything in my head for it. They're going to push him in the title picture again, but how many times can you do that before it becomes just becomes weird and crap? Um, so then we went on to Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Now, I I do think Martin's got this one right. I think Rhea Ripley versus Oscar is going to be, or Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, sorry, is going to be uh, the second to last match because obviously the main event's going to be Edge, Roman, and Daniel Bryan just because of that storyline, which is fantastic, which I'll get on to in a minute. Oscar versus Rhea, like... I love Rhea Ripley so much that it's to the point that I have a massive crush on her. I'm not going to lie. She's literally everything. <laughs> She's like the goth slash metalhead woman of my dreams. So, But other than that, she's actually a great talent as well. Like a phenomenal wrestler. Like I've seen a lot of her matches in NXT. Her match with Charlotte last year at Mania was one of the better ones of that weekend as well. I believe she only lost that because of, um, if it's to believed anyway, from the stories online, that she had to go back to Australia to sort out a visa. And that's the only reason why she lost that Mania match. Otherwise, I think she probably would have won that. But this then just gives it, like, swings it full circle background to having an actual WrestleMania moment for Rhea Ripley. So that's why I think she's going to win. Oscar is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love the way that she's just like crazy and just all out ball to wall funny, like dancing around like an absolute idiot would like I do. Um, But I do think that Rhea's just going to win this. Because I personally think that um, the women's division needs an absolute shake-up again. Because WWE just seems not to know what to actually do with any of its women's talent. Which is a shame because there's a lot of talented women on the roster. Um, I just think that Rhea is that character that will come in and absolutely, you know, shake everything up. Like, she's rock and roll. She's, like, a darkness. She's, like, just, yeah, she's just an angry, dark, darkness princess, I suppose. But except not a princess, because she's not that nice to everyone. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Like I said, I've got a crush on her. I don't care. I just know she's fantastic. So, she's going to win. She'll become the new champion. And then, hopefully, that might spear on some sort of, like, um, Alexa Bliss versus Rhea Ripley. Maybe at SummerSlam. Get that in the works, because that's 
that's what I want to see. That is something that I would gladly watch. So, yeah, make it happen, WWE. Come on. Do it for your fans. Because you care about us. And then, obviously, the main event will be uh, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns versus Edge. Now, I could talk forever about this match because there's so many different outcomes, like Martin's head in his predictions, that everyone has different opinions on who's going to win. I'm not going to lie. When it first started off as Edge versus Roman, I thought, well, I was hoping Roman would win. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I just can't see Edge winning at all in this match. Like, I get the whole comeback story is fantastic after 10 years away or whatever it is. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong. He had great matches with Orton at Mania last year. I actually really enjoyed that. I thought it was one of the better ones of the weekend. A lot of people didn't like it for some reason. Don't know why. And then they had the, <coughs> air quotes, greatest wrestling match ever, which was great. Wasn't the greatest, but it was great. Like, it was amazingly well done. Um, And then he got injured again. And then he came back, won Royal Rumble, which I kind of predicted, in a sense, way back in, like, November time. I remember talking to my mate, saying that I think Edge could be the number 30 spot coming like, because we knew that he's injured and is uh, he was supposed to be back in January sometime, but nobody thought Mania was on the cards for him. But then he managed to come back for Mania, um, be number one, win, etc., etc. You know the story. But I just said in like November time that I think he could come back, be number thirty, win main, uh, win Rumble, and go on to Mania. At which point I thought he would go on to face maybe Drew because that would have been a cool match but then when it was breaking on the internet like all these rumours saying that it's going to be Roman versus Edge I was like yeah I could actually see that to be honest but with Roman's character I could only see Roman winning and then them keeping maybe it's a storyline going on a bit longer till like SummerSlam or something Again, I'm going on about SummerSlam, but that's because like that's the next big-ish pay-per-view for WWE, and they always like to put decent matches on and big name matches on. So I thought maybe Roman would win, then Edge would go away for a bit because he's only on like a part-time contract, I believe, or ten appearances a year or something like that. It's not very much. So then he'd come back near SummerSlam or. Somebody will challenge him at SummerSlam. Um, then maybe he'd win the belt there. Um, but now Daniel Bryan's in it as a triple threat, which is pretty cool. Because I love Daniel Bryan. But again, there's things that his contract is up soon. I think it's like next month or something like that. Um and he's supposed to be going like down to a part-time or something so he can spend more time with his family, which is understandable. He's got two youngish kids, so it makes sense. Like, I don't blame him, really. 
Um, but yeah, they've been using Brian for well, about the better part of like six months, maybe now that they've been kind of bubbling Daniel Bryan in the waters. It all happened on Talking Smack, didn't it? When he was um saying about uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso and all this stuff to Paul Heyman. And then that's when you kind of thought, oh, maybe some rumors were true. Like some rumors on the internet were saying it was going to be Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So, and then it goes on, Daniel Bryan gets beat like four or five times by Roman Reigns and his family and all that stuff. And then he comes into the fray as a triple threat. So in my personal opinion, I can only see Daniel Bryan winning here. And that would probably give him a nice send-off if it is to be believed that he's going down to a part-time contract or that he's letting his contract run out, etc., etc. I think that Daniel Bryan will win and then he'll probably lose it at the next pay-per-view um, in a rematch. Probably not a rematch. With, I don't know. Will Roman get a rematch? Or will it be Edge? Maybe it'll be Edge versus Brian, One-on-one at the next pay-per-view. I don't know. There's so many different ways this could go. Like Martin said, there's so many different uh, narratives that this storyline could spin off to. But in my personal opinion, I just think Daniel Bryan is going to win. And I'm probably just going to leave it there because (laughs) I can't really go into too much detail without this going on forever and ever and ever I just think Brian will win, I don't think Edge will win I get the whole comeback storyline and whatnot, but I just think they're pushing Edge far too much and far too big over the last month and a half and I think it's just too too predictable if that makes sense, that Edge would win so it's either going to be Brian or Reigns. I can see when if Reigns wins, why he'd win. But at the same time, I want Brian to win. I want Brian to have like a last hurrah sort of thing. I think it would be a nice little send-off. Especially for all the stuff that he's done over the years and years and years. And also him coming back from concussion. Roman's come back from leukemia. So it's kind of like a nice little sentiment. Uh narrative as well to this matchup that they've all come back from something it's going to be fantastic, it's going to be a good match I think and it's just going to be a nice way to end Mania I think with Brian holding up the title and all the confetti and stuff going off, fireworks going off and whatnot so yeah DB for the win so with that being said I thank you all for listening because it is a really long one. <laughs> I mean, you've got two people's opinions. You could have had a third one if my best mate decided to send me his predictions, but he says this year's not really interested him much. So I'll get it out of him some way. He always loves wrestling, so you know what I mean. But anyway, a huge, huge thank you to Martin. If you want to go follow him, his Instagram is martin.bell. It's Martin spelt with a T, so it's M-A-R-T-Y-N dot Bell. B-E-L-L, obviously. Um, go follow him. 
I'll post all these links and stuff in my description box anyway. Um, he, the YouTube channel is So Helena and Martin. If you search that in YouTube, you'll find their page. Great content on there. His Instagram is always great content as well. He loves wrestling, so I'm assume I I assume he'll be open to chatting with people if they wanna, you know, talk wrestling and stuff with him. They also have an SD shop, him and his fiance, which I will let you know now once it loads on my phone. I say SD, it's Etsy, isn't it? I don't know why I always say SD. It's Etsy. So on there, it's so Helena and Martin, as well as the YouTube channel. They do pins. They do Disney pins. They all look fantastic. They all look great. I'm tempted to get some myself, but I have to wait for the money to come through. So, yeah, go check them out. Um, always yeah, like I said, he's always open to chatting. He's been chatting to me all week about wrestling. We've had chats about his Disneyland Paris adventures in the past as well. So yeah, he's a really cool guy. Uh, I can't thank him enough for doing this really because I'm always crying out for somebody to you know appear on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's not as great as an unprofessional as everyone wants it to be i'm just not that good with technology at the moment i'm getting there it's only been what like eight months that i've been doing this so it's fine it's cool i'm hoping to start my own youtube channel at some point as well i'll leave all my links down below but if you want to get in touch my instagram is back to geek blog my twitch channel is back to the geek with the number two instead of the letter two makes sense but yeah, I'll leave everything in the description box. This has been mine and Martin's predictions for WrestleMania weekend. If you're watching it, enjoy yourself. And if you've got your predictions pretty much spot on, let let me or Martin know. Let us know. We we, we like it. I, I say we like it. I don't know if he likes it. I'm assuming he'll, <laughs> he'll like it to get in touch. But, I mean, just follow him. Just follow his stuff, his content. You'll love it. It's fine. It's great. He's a cool guy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy your weekend. I'll be back on Monday with a Disney podcast. And hopefully not too tired from staying awake for WrestleMania weekend. But with that being said, I've been Ben. You've been you. Always stay great, always stay healthy, always stay smart, always stay safe. Be respectful, be kind, be kind, be kind and respectful. That being said, I'll see you next week.